You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Randy Simone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Being Free with Simone Pie. Today, I have one of my Pod um, Network family members, Miss Bree. Hi, Bree. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for carving time out of your busy life for me. Um, we are almost at the end of the year. This year has definitely flown by, but you know, as listeners know, being free has, you know, we kind of adjusted a little bit, you know, we're pushing out just one episode a month now. Y'all don't need a monthly check-in from me. It ain't that much going on in my life where I need to give y'all <laughs> updates every month. I promise you it's not that much going on, at least not that much that I want to share. Um, but Brie, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and dive right into tonight's topic. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Well, before I even get too far ahead of myself, um, Brie posted a tweet on the Twitter and it really caught my attention because I was like, damn, I be feeling that way too. So the tweet says, I convinced myself that people don't really like me. And I want to know how that started. What's wrong with my brain? And I was like, yo, let's dive into that because same sis, same. (laughs) So I was in this like really weird point in my life when I tweeted that, like, um, so just let me give you a little background about me. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, I'm an extrovert naturally somewhere along the line. I like my extrovert, never turned off, but I started becoming more self-aware of what people thought of me or how people perceived me. And I blame a lot of it on social media because Mm -hmm. a lot of times social media will tell you being an extrovert is bad and being an introvert is good. You should want to be more to yourself. And then I started thinking to myself, like, damn, am I annoying? Like, especially um, I had something coincide where, you know, you kind of have friends that you're really close with, but you grow apart from them. And Mm -hmm. I took the growing apart. Is it, am I really growing apart from them? Are they just no longer able to like handle my personality? They don't really want to be with me anymore. (laughs) And it's crazy because nobody ever said this to me. Nobody Mm -hmm. ever was like, nobody had a conversation like, oh, I don't like you or you're too much or anything. I had literally convinced myself that, oh, they don't want to hang out with me because they don't like me anymore. Like, or they don't like me or I'm too much. And I, you know, I'm in therapy, of course. And mm-hmm. I told my therapist that, and she told me something that's like, was remarkable to me. She was like, how do you give yourself permission to think for other people? Wow. Like, how do you give yourself permission to think for other people, especially when you don't want other people thinking for you? And I've kind of like tried to stick to that mantra, but those feelings mm-hmm. don't go away, especially right. if you know you're an extrovert and like you're sitting at home on a Friday night, nobody's calling you. Nobody wants to hang out. You don't want to bother nobody. So you don't reach out. It's just, it gets really lonely. Interesting because I have some of those same thoughts, but I'm an introvert. And sometimes I look out and I'm like, you know, I feel like social media tells me I'm not supposed to be an introvert. Like I'm, I'm also an Aquarius and a lot of people will say like Aquarius are the most mean, cold hearted people ever. And I'm like, I'm actually not. I just want y'all to leave me the fuck alone, but it's not personal. 
I just don't like people being in my face and around me all the time like that. And it's crazy because I'm a Pisces and I'm so super sensitive. Like my exterior doesn't show how sensitive I am all the time, but I am hypersensitive. I'm one of those people that can have a conversation and go home for three hours and think about like, damn, did I offend somebody? Did I say this right? Did I say this wrong? Mm -hmm. So I definitely understand. I love how it's so it's crazy to me how we're both like, having the same you know like like thoughts but like you said as you're being an extrovert and I'm being an introvert so when I thought about hey you know I'll be feeling that way too I I guess that for me um what I think where mine started was when I started my healing journey Mm -hmm. so I did spend a more time than usual alone like people who know me who have been around me like they typically know Randy likes to be alone I've explained that you know there I have been in relationships where you know that didn't work for them and you know I've always said you know my next relationship has to be with someone who understands I need a healthy amount of alone time and it has absolutely nothing to do with you but I also want to live in your skin from time to time so there's you know there has to be a healthy balance right but I, so when I started my healing journey, I, because I was going through some really ugly parts of that and I didn't want to take that energy around other people. So I was, I was like, you know, i sat in my house crying like for, a, you know, days on and off. And I was like, I'm not going to go around nobody with this whack ass energy. But so I, I will own that I did for a moment, isolate myself, but I think a part of me got annoyed when people didn't reach out to me. Like people who I normally talk to on a regular were not reaching out to me. Or if I would post things like on my Instagram stories and be like, today is not a good day. And I would, I, I told myself, well, this person is watching my stories and they know what's going on and they know they haven't heard from me in a minute, but they're not reaching out. So I told myself, they don't really fuck with me like that. Right. I think like our minds have a way of like sabotaging us because mm-hmm. um, I know enough about myself to know that I have some attention seeking behaviors that I've tried to resolve mm-hmm. through therapy. Um, and I used to be one of those people who would post a story and be like, well, did, why didn't nobody call me or why didn't anybody? But I had to like really, as I got deeper into understanding and healing myself, mm-hmm. like that's attention seeking behavior, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to post something and say, I'm having a really hard day, hold some space for me, whatever, and not expect anything back. It's mm-hmm. another thing to want that to be a beck and call for people, but you've already isolated yourself from people. So they already have the mind to leave you alone because I've done that yeah. before too. Um, I I started um, maybe, we haven't known each other that long, but I've been on Twitter now over 10 years. And when I started Twitter, I was so emotionally immature. I would leave messages for people basically to like, you know, try to decipher how I was feeling. And I realized over the years with lots of therapy, lots of patience for people, it was because I was too pussy, excuse me, to tell people how I really felt. It was because I wasn't okay with reaching out and saying, I really want to talk to you. I really need help. I'm really struggling because I thought that was weak. I wanted people to read my mind and you can't people can't read your mind. And so as I started moving more maturely, I started putting less of my personal life online 
I stopped leaving those messages. I stopped posting those memes that could be easily misinterpreted because yeah. I'm like the people who love me and I love them. I owe them not to make these overcast messages. I owe them that if I need to directly say something to them, that I directly say something to them. Just like I don't deserve to be wondering, they don't deserve to be wondering either. Oh, big, um, big facts. I don't think that anyone deserves like subliminals. And I think like more so for me, I think it was more so like people, I like people. So people would ask other people what, what was wrong with me. And I think that was the big thing. So I'd still try, you know, for me, I do vent a little bit on my mm -hmm. social media. You know, that's mine. Too. I mean, you can't help it. It's normal. But, yeah, yeah. But I do understand that. But no, I think what bothered me more is like, like I said, people would look at, hey, today's not a good day. But they would go ask someone else what's wrong with Randy. And that's what was like, like, bro, you I got my number. That, right. Like, you got my no number. You can get slide in my DMs. Like, you can't. Like, I think some people know, don't, don't, don't come to me because we, we're not like on that level for you to like pick but people who were asking others they definitely could have come to me and so I, I think that kind of started it you know again right. overthinking and I will be honest I could have been like hey you know I know you you were and I, I, I heard you were concerned about me or I know you were concerned about me just letting you know blase blase but I think that's what started is like hey if you see like someone you know that you consider yourself to be cool with, you consider a friend, you don't have to go, you don't, I can't speak for nobody else, but you don't have to go ask someone else right. how I'm doing. I'm right here. You can ask me. So I think that started it. But then I also, on another hand, I think that for me, why I started having this train of thought is because I've been very vocal for a long time about what my love language mm -hmm. is, words of affirmation. And I'm big on, I don't know you love me if you don't tell me, point right. blank. And I have had people in my life who would never tell me that. And uh, so, you know, the, those wheels in your brain get to turning. And I'm like, this person don't love me. They secretly hate me. They only around for X, Y, Z. Right. And, the, and the, I don't want to go around asking, like, do you love me? I'm like, I don't feel, I, I don't. I feel like I'm too old for that. I know it sounds silly, but I feel like I'm too old for no, that. No, it like, doesn't sound silly. I mean, I feel like that was shit I did when I was like 18. Do you love me? Like, at right. I'm, I'm not going to go ask somebody, do you love me? You I know, I think that knowing what makes you tick is important. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a words of affirmation person too. And um, my husband knows to like remind me like, hey, I really love you or I'm thinking about you and things like that. And I don't have to tell him because he already knows that's what makes me tick. Just like I already know, like what makes him tick is if I'm at the grocery store and I see Reese's cups or Reese's pieces, I pick them up for him. That's what he <laughs> like cares about, right? Like, <laughs> excuse me. That's what makes him tick. I think like people who need affirmations, like I, I kind of want to go back to like the toxic online culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, no matter what you say, no matter who you are. Being online and especially where we are as millennials, it has shaped our personalities to a certain Absolutely. extent. And how many memes have you said, seen about people being quote unquote needy or needing too much or people mm -hmm. basically bragging, saying they didn't need anything. They don't need people to tell them how they feel about them and people who needed to constantly be affirmed. You know, something was wrong with them. I saw those things and I was like, damn, maybe something is wrong with me because I'm definitely an affirmations person. Mm -hmm. But I also... I, I get to now as a grown ass 38 year old woman 
come from a place and I can honestly tell you there's nobody in my life that doesn't affirm me. I literally don't deal with anyone that doesn't affirm me. I feel well, like I stopped, so I'm there with you now. <laughs> like the, the shit is for the birds, uh, especially yes. romantic relationships. Like also like when you date men, there's like power and men thinking like, oh, if I don't tell her how I feel about her yeah. and keep her guessing, like, you know, this is will hold power over her. And I got tired of being in relationships like that. I got tired of getting called needy because I need to hear how somebody feels about me or like a it's, big ass. Yeah, it is not a big ask. And someone who like, I can't imagine not telling somebody like who I love that I love them every day. And even if it doesn't physically come out of my mouth, showing them in some way throughout the day that I care about them, like they should know, like naturally they should know. And, you know, we're, we're also in this culture of nobody needs anybody. Um, I'm not even going to go that that is like one of the biggest lies. I think I think that people who really live by that sorry not sorry I think that people who really live like that are very miserable they're broken they're broken people because you cannot honestly tell me that we're on this earth with all these other people and nobody needs anybody for anything like that doesn't make sense we would we would have been a lone creation we're social people humans are social animals like I don't understand like how it became quote unquote cool to to act like you don't need anybody or you don't care what anybody thinks about you um, and things like that. Like to me, it's crazy. And all these ideals that I held very strong to when I was younger, like it was a part of an exterior because I was trying to be tough. Yeah. But to me now, toughness is knowing that I can be vulnerable. Toughness is also knowing that the way that I protect myself is not by putting up walls, but by making sure that my discernment is on mm -hmm. and only associating with people who I feel like have the best in mind for me. That is my protection. I don't have to put up my own protection. Come on, Brie. I 100% agree. I think that in, in taking care of myself, that's what that has looked like is making sure that now as I'm working you know, still through my healing journey is just making sure that I'm surrounded by people who do give me love freely, who do give me affirmation freely, who right. allow me to give it to them. I had a person in my life who hated being hugged. They were like, don't touch me. And I was for, not that I can't respect someone's boundaries, but it was very, very weird for me because I like to hug. Mm -hmm. I like I grew up hugging, but then I also know how this person grew up, but this was also a person I had a very toxic relationship with. So it went far beyond, you know, that. I and think it's manipulation. Oh, honestly, also, also, I oh, think yeah. like you said, you had a close relationship with this person. I think that when people, especially when it's toxic, they can manipulate you into like only doing things their way. Because if you can respect that they don't like hugs, why couldn't they respect that sometimes you still need that? Like, why didn't it go both ways? Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, I hate that because I'm a hug person too. Even though I'm not a physical touch person, I'm still a hug person. Like yeah. my husband is super high physical touch. I promise you, me and my husband can be in the same house all day and he will find a way to touch me some kind of way, even if it's by his hand on my leg mm -hmm. or something like, and sometimes I'm like, all right, that's enough nigga. Like, I, you know, I love you, but I still because I know how much that means to him, I would never deny him that. Yeah. And because he knows how much like me having my personal space, especially with children who mm -hmm. cling to you daily, like, yeah, like give me some breathing room. Like he gives me breathing room. It's it's like a respect. I don't I don't see why there can't be balance 
with those women love there that's love yeah that that is love that was also something you know and having to so me stepping outside of my you know thought press thought process with you know that situation or situation similar was that hey I don't think this person cares about me in this way because of xyz but it's not xyz it's really because you know abc or this person isn't doing these things because they don't want to it's not because there's something that I've done or like you said this is a manipulative person who wants the situation to go their way but so there have been times that I've been able to you know own that that is what that is but there have also been times when like you said I have definitely told my I've been in my head and told myself a lie I actually had a conversation with um one of my homies it was I remember years ago and now that I'm on the other side I understand it more. So the situation basically was that we hadn't talked in a long time. And when I say long time, I mean, it had been like a few months and this was somebody who I was used to talking to like most times a week. Well, fast forward to 2022, I'm that friend. I don't talk to people, most people that often, but when we do talk, we pick right back up where we left off. It's no love lost. And I understand now one where adults life gets busy but also two people be fucking going through it and sometimes they don't have it because sometimes I don't have it I don't have it to give I got enough just for me there was a point in my life where I did not understand it and I took it extremely personal when I did not talk to the closest to me so yes my brain went through they don't like you they not fooling with you like that um I think it's the easiest default, right? It is. Um, It is the easiest default. It's the easiest explanation, especially when you're not on ground level with that person to see exactly what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And I I blame people too, because a quick, simple text like, hey, girl, I'm going through something. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Um, If I'm distant especially someone you talk to every day or every week or whatever. Communication solves. Yes. It solves so many questions. It it just takes those doubts out of your head. Mm Mm-hmm. If people were more willing to, and so, so I remember a conversation I had earlier this year and I, um, a friend that unfortunately I'm, I'm distanced from now told me, you know, well, I was dealing with X, Y, Z. And I just assumed that as my friend, you would know this. Why would you assume that? Did you tell me? Right. And I don't I, assume like everybody lives in their own bubble. And if and you being one of my closest friends know that the year that I've had so again why would you why would you even think that my brain had the capacity to even go there when you could have just said hey this 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 ain't that this is what's going on and I'm not saying that people I'm not saying that you owe me that but just like we you know in that situation as as an example obviously just like you want the consideration from me to be like, well, you know, to not take it personal. Why can't I get that same consideration so that I don't even go there? You know, it's crazy because I'm going to disagree with you and say you do owe me that. Um, A certain intimacy of friendship, you absolutely owe the other person explanation. You absolutely owe at least, you know, just a moment of consideration for the person's feelings. Um, I'm not talking about people you talk to every once in a while. I'm talking about those deep, intimate, close yeah. relationships. You know, I, I I accept that, and I can I can I can I can see that. So yeah, because there there is, like you said, there when we have that deep intimacy. Now you know, like 
Joe Smo, who, you know, I met on Twitter like last month and we just so happened to, you know, you know, message each other every Friday when this show comes on. If I miss th this Friday, I don't really owe you why. Right. But, but if you're my sister friend, you're my girl. I talk to you. I check in with yeah. you. And I'm about to get missing because I got some stuff going on. I definitely owe you. Especially say, when our norm abruptly just right. Because exactly. other, otherwise, I'm going to be in my head. I um I pulled up some articles okay. to just kind of see because when you when you posted that tweet, I was like, I feel like there's a word for that, but I don't really know what it is. So you know, Google is Google is free all the time. So I said, okay, let me hop on Google and see what Google has to say. So I found one article, and I think um one of the closest things that kind of described what you were what you were talking about is a confirmation bias and it says that a confirmation bias is a tendency to favor information that confirms your already held beliefs this yep. propensity is very human and occurs irrespective of which side of the argument a person is on people tend to look for information that supports their viewpoint so i was like dead on i can say well this person don't fool with me anymore because mm, I was late the last time they invited me to dinner. So now that's why they not invite they didn't invite me to the last dinner. Right. I think just like you were saying earlier, good communication can go so far. Mm -hmm. You know, I ended up repairing a friendship not too long ago um, because we just talked and it was like oh. something. Oh. Like, I mean, we were, me and this girl were like friends, friends, friends. And she made some decisions I didn't agree with. I was vocal about me not agreeing with the decisions. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she took an unrelated thing that she got mad at me about and turned it into a, now I really don't fuck with you. We didn't speak for eight years. We wow. saw each other at a wedding. We had one conversation and it was like, okay, this was a misunderstanding. We were both like really immature. We could have had that conversation eight years ago. Maybe yeah, I wouldn't have what they're saying. Like, I'm I'm still not besties with her, but now but I don't you, I don't yeah. yeah I have the I I could check on her because you know when you're friends with somebody you never stop you never wanna, stop yeah to to check in on them or anything and you know she's like I miss the birth of your your son and I miss so many things I'm like you know you don't have to miss anything else and I don't have to miss anything else um mm -hmm. but it was like a moment for me because I had thought about so many times if I was ever in the same room with this woman what I was gonna say to her. And it ended up being such an easy conversation and communication just can go so easy. I think we build it up to be more than it is in our heads sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, again, I love that you all were able to come together and have that conversation and now can move forward in your friendship. Um, I am going through something thing similar now. Mm -hmm. It's a little more... Um, I never know who's listening. So not to get too deep because it's definitely something that I didn't I didn't want to broadcast but somebody very close to me things just our our friendship started um the the demise of our friendship I guess for lack of better words pretty much started last year and mm -hmm. just one thing after another kept happening and then unfortunately tragedy hit them and in my mind I was like well my issues are still what they are. Yep. However, tragedy has hit them now. And for me, what what my issue is with you, 
does not is not above that tragedy right so right now I'm left to still have my feelings and just basically just give them their space because right now they can't see how they contributed to the demise of our friendship like yeah that from from their viewpoint, it's all on me right now. And we can't even have that conversation because like I said, they've gone through tragedy. And I don't know what that looks like moving forward. You know, I, what's funny is I am experiencing the same thing uh, from a friend I've had. Um, and I don't want, I, like I, like you said, I don't know who listens, but I'll say this. Me and this woman have been friends for the better part of most of our adulthood, like early adulthood. Mm-hmm college on. Um, and I feel like she wasn't showing up for me in some of the ways that I needed to be showed up for. And I was kind of holding this grudge against her because when you're a certain amount of close to somebody, you don't want to have certain conversations because you, especially knowing someone in and out, knowing how their reaction is going to be, you know, you're not going to get a favorable reaction. You understand. You know, this is going to piss me off. You know, this is going to hurt. I know it's going to piss you off. I know it's going to hurt you. I don't even know where I want to go from here. So I'm not going to have that conversation. So I had said something about one situation and it was a passive aggressive thing. And another friend had to get involved. Right. Uh Well, um, after that, we kind of got cool, but I started not feeling supported, not feeling this kind of feeling like you ever have a person that you're super close to you, tell them everything. And then one day you look up and realize you don't know shit about them. Like, even though you're yes, asking that exact though, situation that I just told you about, yeah, yes, and I'm it, like, I don't, you quite literally pushed me out of your life and then put all of the blame on me. Right. And I, in my, in my case, I take some responsibility because I was very harsh about one of their dating choices, mm-hmm. but you have to understand when I love somebody, I really want the best for them. And like, um, I know they had said something like you're married. You don't understand, baby. Have you not seen me struggle? Like I've only been married six months. Also, my, I've sat here and watched you struggle. Like, and I, I only want what's best for you. Like, I feel like exactly if that close friends. I'm I'm never gonna be that friend that's gonna sugarcoat shit. If that's what you want, a yes man and a sugarcoater, please do not consider. Like, don't bring me around to be your and friend. The thing is, I don't even mind sugarcoating it. And I felt like I did sugarcoat it because the sugar was, I love you. I believe in you. I believe that you deserve anything you want. And if this Mm -hmm. situation is not serving you, then I don't think you should be a part of it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fuck that nigga. It wasn't like nothing. The things I wanted to say, it was basically because I care for you and they did not take it well at Mm -hmm. all. Um, But then, you know, I felt some distance, but through like talking to my therapist about it, they had me reevaluate the situation. Uh, My therapist, she was like, "Is, is she different or are you different? And I had to realize it wasn't her, it was me. I did 100% different. And I I like that. I like your therapist. (laughs) Me and my therapist, shout out to her. Uh, I've been seeing her for a while now. I could talk freely with her. She relates to me on my level. Um, It's been trial and error. I've had many therapists before, but she's definitely my favorite. I look forward to speaking to her every week. Um, But she is very vocal about making sure that I put myself first. Making sure that I'm really looking at things from all angles. I love that. Like I definitely changed and that's what, so that's, I I can see that I changed, which means that I started requiring different things in my relationship. I need more support. I need the support that I put out there. We can't be friends. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I feel that. Um, 
Wow. I, you know what? I really, I thought about that, but I was like, it's probably deeper than it, but no, it's really not. I'm giving X, Y, Z in my relationships. So I'm giving a certain level of support and care and whatever. And I'm not going to say I'm a perfect friend because we're all flawed. And I there are definitely, right. definitely areas that I can improve in. But I I need reciprocity in my relationship, point blank, period. And if I'm not getting Because, that, right, the reciprocity is what makes me not think that you don't fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> Like so, that's the only way I can operate in friendships is feeling like we're on level playing ground, exactly. feeling like you really care about me. And the way that I accept care is by you being in, as invested in me as I am in you. You know, I'm with you when you're right. And I ain't seen you been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did see on one of the articles that it said that this, you know, train of thought might come from um the need to be like, I don't need to be like, I guarantee anybody listening to this, I don't need to be liked because I know that there are people in my life who love me down and through. Right. So I don't, I don't have this urge that everybody needs to like, I know that there are people who do not like me. Oh, I absolutely know there are people who don't like me. I 100% don't give a fuck. (laughs) It used to bother me really bad, but then I realized like, I've had people tell me they don't like me because I'm too bubbly. I've had people tell me they don't like me because I'm too much. And I'm Mm. like, you know, if I'm too much for you, it's cool to move on. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't completely. I'm not going to change who I am for you to like me. For you to like me. And then if you don't like me, that shit going to be wishy-washy anyway. So I didn't change myself for nothing. Also, yes. And typically, you know, when people, you know, don't like you, I've found that when people don't like me, it's usually because they are misinformed or they have some misinterpretation of who they think I am. You don't know me. (laughs) And I found people don't like me in this projection. Uh, People don't like portions of me because I am free with myself or people don't like that. I like to speak my mind and they feel like they can't speak their mind. Like I had a situation like... I'm very vocal about men online and how I don't tolerate a whole bunch of foolishness. But the reason I'm like that is because I have tolerated a whole bunch of foolishness Mm -hmm. and being in a healthy marriage really gives me the vision to see like a lot of the shit that girlies be going through. Y'all really ain't got to go through that. It's mostly because that man don't like you like that. And we don't want to admit that. Um, Ain't doing it no more. (laughs) Right. And a lot of women like the pick me types will come in my mentions and try to tear me apart and I'll, I say to them, like, baby, don't get mad at me because I'm saying the shit you wish you could say. You yeah. so worried about that nigga calling you back or somebody, some man seeing you online and think you're not speaking favorably uh, with men that they'll, you know, not be attracted to you. And I don't care. Like, it's it's pure projection. A lot of it is projection. Absolutely. Absolutely. That and I was reading something the other day and it was um like some therapist or whatever, but it was saying that, you know, people like you can be minding your business and you know not doing anything quote unquote special and people will get jealous of your peace and I've I've gotten that thrown my way and it was on (laughs) it was on like some I'm tired of all this you know everybody want to be protect your peace and I'm healing go heal because who said like go heal who says that like I I 100% will protect my peace at at all costs because I say protect your peace like your life depends on it because it does you know that stress y'all might know that stress kills like I have high blood pressure that I am working to like it's hereditary possibly but I'm trying to do everything that I can so that you know 
I don't have to deal with that for the rest of my life. Right. Stress will literally kill me if like I'm not like I'm not gonna let y'all get me worked up over. So the fact that people will look at you and be like, everybody wanna be on a healing journey. It's always protect my peace. Please go heal. Please. I'm Please. with you. Please. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to share with the people, Bree? Um, I don't think so. Like I, I think this was a really good and productive conversation. Um, I also do want to say, you know, like I'm in this place because I work really hard to get to this place. Please don't think that I'm super enlightened or anything because I was just as immature as anybody else. Like growth. It is it's growth, it's life lessons. Like I started my my healing journey, like as soon as I got separated from my ex-husband in 2017. Mm-hmm. This is years of work. This is years work. of work. And I'm still not all the way perfect. And I ain't never gonna be, but I I'm just try I try to be more aware of the things that I put out there and the things that I say. And I try to be more reflective as a person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Like it's, I always say, you know, healing is an ongoing process. I don't believe that there is ever a finish line. I just think that as you get through, you know, each level of healing, you just peel back a new layer and it's something else you got to work. You know, you learn new things about yourself. Um, You learn what you need, what you need from other people, what you need to put out. It is just a, a, a long unlearning and learning process, but absolutely. Um, and I think that we all have room to grow. I think that practicing healthier, um, ways of thinking, um, aids in that. Um, and some, I won't lie. Sometimes I do still get caught in my thoughts, but I try my best to, um, make those, make those fewer. And if there is something I can talk to someone about, I'm more comfortable these days, you know, like just reaching out. Like if I, if we, I genuinely care about, you know, that friendship and it's really like a real bond for me, then yeah, let's, let's figure out what's going on. Let's right. talk about it. But go ahead and let the people know where they can find you if you want to be found. <laughs> oh yeah. You can find me on Twitter at underscore it's Miss Bree, M-I-S-S-B-R-E on Instagram. I'm Bree Tastical, B-R-E-T-A-S-T-I-C-A-L. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. As always, you all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BN Free Pod. That's the letter B, the letter N Free Pod. I will see you all. We'll talk to you all once more before the year closes out. And we're going to talk about healing sexual trauma. So I'm really thirsty for that conversation as well. Love, love, love when our guests join and thank you for tuning in thanks free no problem